0: a psychological war against trump one neuroscientist says we have to so let's talk to him it's bobby azarian he's got a phd in cognitive neuroscience he's a psychology today blogger Uh, his Substack and youtube channel are are called road to omega we've talked to him about his books uh, uh, on other topics before bobby welcome back
1: hey jane thanks for having me back Uh,
0: no problem Um, it's fun It is, whether we're talking about the cosmos, the universe, or or we're talking about politics. So It's all connected. It it is in in a lot of ways, as you write about. So tell (laughs) me uh, about this article um, uh, where you wrote, a neuroscientist warns the war with Trump has just begun and it's deeply psychological. So what do you mean by that?
1: Yeah, well, it's a it's a catchy article for Raw Story. I think it's kind of offering up some red meat for people, but it's a, it's about a lot more than than just that. But um it starts off just saying that, you know, we can expect uh Trump to to not go away. I mean, he's he's out of a lot of people's sight, you know, he's not on Twitter for the moment. He's not on um You don't see him on like CNN and MSNBC as much as you did before. So we tend to think that the problem's not there. But in the background, he's acquiring more power and kind of lining the Republican Party with Trump loyalists. And we have to pay attention to that because he may run again and it's possible that he could win. And if he fills you know, Congress with, with loyalists, then he can get away with something like he was trying to do last time when he was trying to overturn the results of the election. Luckily, Mike Pence didn't go along with his plan, but had he and had they influenced the electoral college, that could have changed the course of US history. So we need to be vigilant and we need to be thinking about what's the best strategy to make sure that Trump doesn't get back into office. So, Bobby, agreed on all those things.
0: So he's obviously running again. Yeah, and I think he still has an excellent chance of winning, unfortunately. uh, And we should not be complacent at all. And I further agree that the Democratic strategies used against him so far have not worked. Uh, They keep emphasizing his strengths. They don't realize it, but they keep saying he's a bad man. uh, And and he's too uh, combative with mainstream media and mainstream Democrats and Republicans. But what they don't realize is the country hates mainstream media and Democrats and Republicans so and and they don't mind that he's combative they like that he's combative they're helping his populist image even though we know that it's faux populism he doesn't mean any of it and he uh, did all the corruption and even worse than the regular politicians but so since we know all that I want to skip to the part uh, where you come up with a better plan <laughs> okay so what's a psychological way of fighting Trump that
1: could work So I think that we have to think about what's going on in terms of psychology. And I also think that we have to put something new forward. And I think you can form something like a political platform based on uh, principles from science. And I'm not saying that science has the answers to everything. I'm saying that it provides principles and methods for um, basically how, how to optimize social systems based on our understanding of other complex adaptive systems. So complexity science and evolutionary theory sees all of these um, shared features between organisms and social systems. And that's because you as a complex organism, you're actually a community of agents um you're not uh, a single thing you're you're this community of semi-autonomous agents that collectively make this functional whole now the same could be said for society so society is uh, a system of agents that's also trying to maintain its organization and to be resilient in the face of chaos so um yeah there there are principles from system science that we can use to think about something like a new political platform for potentially a third party or a new progressive party. In the article, I talk about the forward party, which is something that Andrew Yang has kind of been the face of. And um, it might sound kind of counterintuitive if I'm saying we have to beat Trump, what's the best strategy to talk about a third party. But because the nation is so polarized, and because the sides have become so extreme, I think it creates the perfect opportunity for something new to emerge. And um, yeah, it's it, it, I I think you know the two party system's broken, and this may be the time to to try to give something new a shot.
0: So Bobby, if you say hey, let's learn and test out our theories like the scientific method, which you do say in the article, uh, I totally agree with that, hundred percent. In fact, that's what we try to do at Rebellion Pack try to learn from each race that we run, we test out theories, did did it make sense, did it not? Uh, And uh, if you're wedded to your way of thinking, and only your way of thinking, you'll never learn, and you won't learn enough to be able to win. So that part also makes sense. But when you talk about a third party, uh, well, that gets into very complicated waters, right? So um, Andrew Yang, I think, is a good person. I don't agree with everything that he says, but I think that he's genuine and honest. Uh, and uh, but the forward party has a couple of issues. One of them is that it's filled with Republicans. And in my experience, even the mainstream Republicans and the establishment Republicans and the never-Trumpers, they only really care about power. And so if it's going to get Republicans a backdoor into power, they're thrilled to take it. But my guess is if the forward party went in a progressive direction, every Republican in the forward party would bail instantly.
1: Yeah, so uh, the Ford Party, as it stands today, might not be the right party, but the fact that it has emerged and um, you know actually has some political weight makes me think others can do the same. Also, it's a young party, so maybe the party can kind of get hijacked by a group that has better, more forward-thinking progressive ideas and uh, you know kind of piggyback on that infrastructure. Um, almost like a virus would piggyback on an organism and uh, make it its own. So um, re- really the problem is, I mean, what, what are we gonna do um, otherwise? We saw in the last election, and when I say this, I wanna preface it by uh, with the fact that I, I don't think that Bernie Sanders um, ideology is the best for America. I don't think uh, socialism, even democratic socialism, is Socialism is necessarily the answer, but we what we saw the Democrats do um, was when Bernie was winning, um, Pete Buttigieg, who was second, dropped out and put his support behind Joe Biden, and then suddenly Biden went from like fourth or fifth place to to first, and uh, you know months later, uh, Pete was offered a cabinet position in return. So when you're seeing the other side. Play dirty and lie like Trump was doing, and then you see your side use some of the same tactics. Even if someone, you know, someone can make that argument for the that it was for the greater good. But when you see your side cheating just a little bit, um, it almost just makes you want to quit the game. And I think we're at that point. Uh, not only, you know, is politics just filled with corruption because basically the name of the game is. Um, rich people fund your campaign, and then you're in debt to those people. Um, not only is that a problem, uh, just the, the level of political polarization that we're at right now is making the left define themselves as the complete antithesis of the right. And so if the right is like uh, talking about you know, stronger stances on immigration, the left will be for open borders. If the right says everything's a conspiracy, the left will say there are no conspiracies at all. If the right says we want unregulated capitalism, the left will say uh, we need to go towards communism. So I think that um, it's it's the time for something new, how we do that, how we make that something that, that gains momentum and actually stands a chance is a whole nother thing. But I think if there were a time in history that such a thing could be possible, it's right now like the conditions are perfect for it so we have to try and maybe we try and if it turns out that you know the the candidate is isn't anywhere close to the popularity of Joe Biden and it looks like that it could pull away just enough support from Biden that it would allow Trump to win in that case that you would just do what basically i just explained that you know Pete and Joe did you would just throw the support behind the the popular anti-Trump candidate and go with that. But that doesn't mean that we can't try to to go for something new and radical um in the meantime. And just one more comment on the Ford party. Um centrism won't always take us forward. It won't always lead to progress. Um sometimes ideas that are in between the extremes are going to be superior. A lot of times actually, but sometimes they might come from the right sometimes they might come from the left and sometimes they might be something new that's not even on the map um so that's what i if it's called the ford party it has to be truly progressive progressive doesn't mean extreme it means coming up with new good ideas and i think these ideas we can pull it from for example uh the the system science and and evolutionary theory principles that i've mentioned you can look at crypto economics um i know there's a lot of like anger against like crypto right now and there should, you know, be a lot of um, suspicion around characters in that space, but um, overall, it just provides a new technology that can allow new kinds of economies and self-organizing systems. So, um, I think it's the time to yeah. to try to forge out a new path, and that's really what I'm trying to do uh, on my Substack Road to Omega, with the help of some others, is see if that we can if we can create something like a platform for a third party that's truly progressive. But you know, not on either of these extremes that 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 puts forward ideas that yeah. both sides can say, okay, that's reasonable.
0: Yeah. So, Bobby, uh, I think that you're on to the right idea, but but it's a little off, if uh, I might, if I might say so myself, and and I might,
1: and I do. Uh, so uh, well, the, th- this works through uh throwing ideas out there, experiments, and then criticism plays yeah. the role of natural selection. So That's please right. tell me, uh, yeah. what I can
0: change. So the, first of all, there are almost no extremists on
1: the Democratic
0: Party, uh, unless you're uh, considering extreme love of corporate donors, uh, which does suck and it sucks royally. Uh, but but. But CNN would call that moderate, and New York Times would call that moderate and centrist, right? So the Democrats extremists are in this, quote, unquote, center, according to Washington, right? So the Republican Party has plenty of those as well. Uh, But like the communists you're talking about, they're like, they they, they don't exist in the Democratic Party at all, at all. They exist online, they're like a tiny, tiny minority uh, of leftists online, right, among the young, Exactly. Uh, but, yeah, but it's not. It's it's false but, equivalency. Well,
1: well, you're not looking for. That, that's what that's what Fox puts a, a spotlight on, though. So that's what the right wing puts a spotlight on, and then it defines the the left wing for people on the right. So I'm not yeah, saying. that I know, the, but that's- the 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 Democratic establishment is sort of those people. I'm saying that basically it's been framed in these terms, and either like for example, just saying that you're for free speech is like. A no-no today. Like if you say that, it sounds like a dog whistle for like white nationalism or something. Um, so we we we've come to a point where the sides, just like the mindsets, the ideology, the worldviews are so extreme that there's this giant group of people in the middle that is like, I don't want to see it go farther in that direction. And the concern is that if The right keeps going farther to the right, then naturally what's gonna happen is the left is gonna go farther and farther to the left and kind of try to appeal to that small minority.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. I think that what's happened in the last 40 years is the right has gone way to the right and the Democratic Party has followed them to the right. So right now, I was a liberal Republican in the 80s and 90s. Uh, The people that I supported today couldn't get elected in a Democratic primary because they'd be considered too far left. Uh, So no, the Democratic Party generally is very right wing. Very right wing. Right. So Yeah, yeah I don't you're talking
1: about the party like the people in power, not the actual sentiment of a large group of people on the left. Yeah. And even well, if that's the case, which I, I completely group. agree so, with, so it's still not good. It's that that's worse. That's almost worse. I mean it's just status quo, same thing. Yeah, it's like yeah, of course. establishment left is like, you know, establishment right. It's like Rubio
0: Rubio and Hillary Clinton, they're kind
1: of all the same thing. Yeah, Rubio and Hillary Clinton. So that's bad too. Yeah, Rubio and Hillary Clinton. Just more reason for something new. Yeah, Bobby, let
0: me just get to it. So, first of all, Rubio and Hillary Clinton are the same person. Uh, Mainstream media and mainstream Democrats will cry and cry and say, oh, that's outrageous. And then I'll show you that on economic issues, they agree about 90%, right? And so Mitt Romney and Barack Obama was basically a false election. Uh, they both believe in the same exact health care plan. It was, in fact, called Romney Care before it was called Obamacare. It was written by a right-wing think tank called Heritage Foundation. Uh, they agreed on 90% of economic issues because they were both corporate politicians. No, the answer for a third party or a faction within a party, an outside group, is, is not to go right or left or middle. It's to go non-corrupt. Uh, You've got to break the matrix completely. Right, because everything is based on corruption. And so when mainstream Democrats and mainstream media says, can you believe how, Trump, uh, how corrupt Trump is? Everybody laughs their ass off. You guys invented corruption in this country, and you're pretending that you're concerned about corruption? You have zero yeah. credibility. $17 billion in political ads went to mainstream media. In in this in the midterm in a goddamn midterm in 2022, that's why mainstream media never talks about the number one issue in America—that all of our politicians are bribed. They're legally bribed by all their corporate donors. That's why the forward party, if you ask me, isn't going to work either because they uh, have not banned corporate PAC money. If you don't have a real, real ban on corporate PAC money and not the fake ones that Kamala Harris and Cory Booker et cetera did. Uh, then you're gonna go back into the same slop. It's gonna be totally and utterly useless. The only thing that could actually break the matrix and win is anything that is uncorrupted. And and that's it's not me just, hey, look, I formed just Democrats. They're not allowed to take corporate PAC money. I made that rule. We all agreed to it, and that makes a giant difference. Uh, but it doesn't have to be on the left. Matt Gates, as much as I hate him, doesn't take any corporate PAC money. He doesn't take any PAC money. So you might dislike his opinions, but they're at least honest opinions. Okay. So, but it has to be someone who's not taking these this uh, big dollar donor money. Otherwise, no one's going to trust them. Yeah. Yeah. Shouldn't. I
1: agree with all that. I agree with all that. And um, the Ford Party, you know, the the idea it has good branding and um, it is trying to be unifying in these times, but it might not be the right thing. So my question is to you: Can there be another third party? And can uh, someone be a serious contender without that super PAC money? Is that possible? Or is that just an idealistic dream? No, no, look, what I
0: think is the answer is obvious. I formed it. It's it's just Democrats. It's within a party, but doesn't take corporate money, doesn't take big dollar PAC money. uh, And uh, and so they could win in primaries and they have won in primaries where nobody thought they could win in primaries. Uh, but they must stick to economic populism. That's what the country loves. Even Republicans love economic populism. And they must have strength and courage. So, so far, they've shown a little bit but not enough of uh, where they're willing to take on their own party leadership. You can't do a revolution while having tea with the leaders of either party. So, you, you got to throw away the goddamn crumpets and go to war. And, and when we so say war, we'll, we mean not physical, because that's the thing we're trying to avoid, but political, rhetorical, uh, and maybe even psychological. Uh, but you must attack and you must do it from the moral high ground of not being
1: corrupt. That sounds like a great plan. Let me ask you, uh, within that plan and in that group that you envision and that you're working to make happen. Um, are there room, is there room for, for the principles that I mentioned? Like radical ideas for how to structure and optimize systems based on uh, complexity science, system science and cybernetics, evolutionary theory, all the things that I mentioned. Um, would uh, a political group be up for trying something that progressive?
0: Well, I wanted just Democrats to have that philosophy if not in those exact words. Uh, but but I've split with the group now, and I still support Justice Democrats, but I'm not with them. That's why I formed Rebellion Pack because I believe in the, those particular scientific methods that you're describing. And if we don't do that, why, you know, that means we're less open to winning. And and so yes, if you could take Rebellion Pack and Justice Democrats and smoosh them together, uh, and focus on economic populism, you would have what Fetterman did. Uh, Fetterman won Independence by twenty points. Even though he had a stroke and he could barely speak during the debate, okay? So you could win those independents, but you don't win them by being more corporate, what Washington would call more centrist or more moderate. Those are fake words meant to deceive you into uh, voting for corporate politicians. And you can't do it by going to extreme right. Uh, and and right now there isn't even an extreme left uh, t- t- other than online, okay? So, so you've got to do what actual Americans want but right now other than half of justice democrats we don't we
1: don't have anything like that so well, i think the fact that we're having this conversation is a step in the right direction and uh maybe rebellion pack will be in my next article along with uh the ford party um as options so uh, i'm excited about it um but i do also know that there there there's a group of people online um it's not just academia, but you know, science-minded people, rational people, people who uh, value reason uh, would be very attracted to a political party that's uh, based on uh, principles from science and and that basically operates with the the understanding that we don't know what the best system is going to be for the future. We don't know if it's gonna be like a little bit of a tweak on capitalism or a tweak on socialism or some hybrid. Um, We have to test it. We have to test these things out and we have to uh, pay attention to what ideas work and what don't and we need to self-correct. And if you're worried about you know testing radical ideas that that affect people's lives, we can do uh, simulations, we can model these processes. And if we start doing that and that becomes a thing, then these models will get more sophisticated and will start to match the complexity of the real world. And I think that approach, this kind of uh, hypothesis testing approach and um, removing our errors, so self-correcting um, having society be a self correcting system is the way to go. And when we look back, it's going to look like we were in the dark ages for a long time because we didn't provide, um, we didn't like, take these evolutionary principles seriously. All right. Everybody, we'll have the link to Bobby's article
0: in the description box below if you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook. We'll also put a link in there for a rebellion pack and Just Democrats. So you can check that out. Uh, and Bobby, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it.
1: Thanks, and follow me on Twitter, follow my uh, Road to Omega sub stack, And uh, hope to be back and uh, have another discussion with this about you in the future.
0: All right, excellent, thank you. Maybe we should take advice from a former Republican uh, on how to beat Donald Trump. Yeah, let's do that. Let's bring in Joe Walsh, former US Congressman uh, in the Republican Party, host of the White Flag with Joe Walsh podcast. Joe, uh, welcome back.
2: Always good to be with you, brother.
0: All right, great to have you. So uh, Trump uh, just had dinner with uh, Kanye West and Nick Fuentes over the weekend. Uh, both uh, virulent uh, anti-Semites, uh, and Nick Fuentes is a white supremacist. Uh, so he says, "Oh golly gee, I, I had no idea who Nick Fuentes was. People can come by all the time, and and you know if neo-Nazis walk in, I just have dinner with them. I mean that's all. I, that's, uh, I, there's no way I could have known." You're not buying it, tell me why you're not buying it.
2: Uh, because Trump lies every time he opens his mouth. But Cenk, here's the thing, look, you and I've talked, I, I come from the mega base. Uh, I helped to radicalize the mega base. Uh, this, this, uh, The important point here is not what Trump did. And it's really not even the fact that all these Republicans are basically silent. In the wake of what Trump did, the problem is, the biggest problem is, the vast majority of Republican base voters don't have a problem with what Trump did. And Cenk, I know that because that's all I've heard for five days. The past five days from them. So as long as the Republican base feels that way, you know cowards like DeSantis and Cruz and the rest, they're not gonna say anything.
0: So it's a great point, Joe. And on Monday's show uh, of The Young Turks, a viewer made a a similar point where they said, well, you know that Trump has actually not denounced Fuentes at all. Like, he said, oh, oops, I didn't know who he was. But he didn't actually even say oops. He never apologized for having dinner with him. Uh, And he, okay, fine, he doesn't do apologies. But he never even said, oh, yeah, what Nick Fuentes says is awful, right? Um, And that's just like the bare minimum. And- and, and Joe, in a normal world, if we had two healthy parties, if the former president, who's now running again for the pre, for the office, came out and said, oh, yeah, these anti-Semites that think that Hitler is kind of cool and we should drive Jews from the country, I had dinner with them, but what's the big deal? I, I, hey, Kanye liked me, and he said nice things about me on Tucker Carlson's show, which is literally what Trump said. They would lose all their popularity because the country would go, both the Voters in both parties would go, oh no, hell no, right? But Trump's not going to lose his popularity, is he?
2: No, I look, I, he's he's the odds-on favorite to be the 24 nominee. That's clear. Trump's going to be indicted, and I think an indictment will strengthen him within the Republican Party. Trump can't call out Nick Fuentes, this white supremacist, because he doesn't want to offend his base. Uh, Senator Bill Cassidy, Republican senator from Louisiana. uh, He and I served in the house together. He said something yesterday that uh, he condemned Trump by name and he said this isn't who the Republican Party is. This white Christian nationalism isn't who the party is. Respectfully, I said to Bill, it is what the base of the party is. And maybe I've got a weird vantage point but again i come from the base and and i help to radicalize them this white christian nationalism is fundamental to the republican party base
0: 100% look uh, if you don't remember joe walsh was one of the guys who started the tea party and was one of obama's biggest critics so he's what he's saying is absolutely true that he comes from the base and so uh, and, and I have eyes, I think, that the, uh, and, and, and ears, which apparently sets me apart from the rest of media because mainstream media only th- looks at things from their own perspective. And so they look at uh, it, their whole lives, they've been telling us Republican Party, Democratic Party, we can't tell the difference. They're all the same, it's 50 50, uh, both sides do it nonstop, right? So when they see Trump doing all these racist, anti Semitic, et cetera, things, they think, oh, it's just Trump. But then why did 93% of Republicans vote for him in the last election? It's not just Trump. Even Biden, even in his famous Philly speech where he was apparently the right-wing claims he was authoritarian. No, he said the majority of Republicans are not MAGA. But Joe, that's not true, is it? I mean, and here, don't we have the proof and the pudding that was served as dessert at Mar-a-Lago, that if his numbers go down, you and I are wrong. If he loses like 20, 30% of Republican voters overnight, because they're like, "What? I'm not a white supremacist, I don't want to vote for that guy. I'm not an anti-Semite who thinks we should drive Jews from the country, or that black people are inferior. All things Fuentes has said, right? I'm out, right? Then we'll know the Republican Party was not those things. But if he doesn't lose any popularity within the Republican Party, don't we also have our answer? Uh, we absolutely do
2: have our answer. And look, every every Republican donor and every Republican establishment type and all the Republican bigwigs, they all want Trump gone. They don't have the the courage to push him away. And they're all pinning their hopes, Jank, on this Ron DeSantis. Well, now think about it. It's been five or six days since Trump had dinner with a Jew-hating, Black-hating, Holocaust-denying, white supremacist. 5 to 6 days and Ron DeSantis hasn't said a damn thing. And in what? This is the guy who's supposed to beat Trump in a Republican
0: primary? No way. Yeah, let's talk about that. So, um what do you have the odds at now? Because look, what there's a the I think mainstream media and right-wing media have uh they basically are in the illusion business. They, they set up these incredible elaborate illusions for their audience. And, and and oftentimes on economic issues and protecting the establishment, they actually agree. They're playing good cop, bad cop with us. And when uh, after the midterms, that's exactly what we saw. They've created this illusion that the entire Republican Party has left Trump. And then you see a real poll from, uh, I think it was, um, I forget, the Emerson. It was from Emerson. And yeah. no, he's still got yeah. like a 30-point lead on DeSantis. Okay, so do you think DeSantis even has a chance in the primaries?
2: Yes, I, I, I'll tell you this, Cenk. Um, I talk to the base every day, and I have sensed since the midterms some erosion of support. But we've been down this road before. Uh, for the first week or two after January 6th, I said, I sense some erosion, I heard erosion from the Republican Party base then, but within a few weeks they were back behind him and a year later he was even stronger. So the guy literally incited a violent attempt to overthrow an American election and he's still the leader of the party. So he's having dinner with a white supremacist. I, I, I don't believe that this erosion of support is permanent because, Jenk, this is what I'm concerned about. Trump is going to be indicted. He deserves to be indicted. But I'm telling you what, Republican voters will rally around him once that happens. Deep state, deep state, deep state, they will say. I don't know how DeSantis or Pence or anybody deals with that.
0: Yeah, I think Trump's still the favorite, uh, but I do think he is uh, beatable. I think you're absolutely right that the indictment will lead to a rallying around the flag. It should have come a long time ago, so we could have been past that stage. The Democrats will Amen. bungle it as always. They're the number one bunglers in the world. Uh, but but I but I do agree with you that, yes, it's, it's, DeSantis is not the favorite, but there is a way to beat Trump. And so let me run it by you. My thought is, yeah. if if you're if I was Desantis, I would focus on how Trump is not good at the things that people on the right wing like him for. So one of the things I would say is he's not that good at owning the libs. He led the libs to own us in these elections. He's lost two massive elections in a row, so we're not winning with Trump, right? And we, I, Ron DeSantis, wanna own the libs more than Trump, and I'm better at it. Look at how much I won by in Florida. So let me pause there for that argument right there. Do you think that's more effective than, than all the other things that Democrats and mainstream media have thrown at him?
2: I think it's a better road to go down, and to your point, Cenk, this is the, the the note in unison that every Republican has been saying since the midterms. Not that Trump is unfit and dangerous, but he no longer, he can't win. So that is an argument.
0: Yeah, and, and I noticed that in Georgia, for example, Republican voters did care about electability. And so they did not go with the Trump candidates for governor, cetera. They were like, no, we might lose to Stacey Abrams. So, we've got to put Brian Kemp back in so he could beat Stacey Abrams. So, that's, I think, an interesting strategy. Another one would be to say, hey, you know, this guy's always been part of the elites. And so, and you remember how the Clintons cooked up uh, that idea that he would be the guy that they could put inside the Republican Party and destroy it. Hey, that's kind of working right now. So, is he (laughs) part of a Clinton conspiracy to destroy the Republican Party? What do you think? Uh,
2: I love you, brother, but that won't fly. That uh, no Nobody in the Republican Party base is gonna buy that or pick up on that, even if it's true.
0: Okay, that's interesting. Uh, but he did give a lot of money to Democratic uh, candidates. So could DeSantis use that against him to say he's not really in our tribe? He's just a con man trying to use our tribe.
2: No, uh, because here, here's what, here's what. So many people, I know you get it, but so many people in the media don't understand. Donald Trump owns 35% of the Republican vote. And it's it's not, they aren't supporters, they're followers. He, he is a cult leader, and that's really, really powerful. Desantis's only play here is Trump did some great things. Uh, his time has passed. We've got to win. I'll be Trump, but I can win.
0: So you're saying don't even attack him, uh, if you're DeSantis, just say.
2: No, what? No, Jake. think about this. Trump's gonna be indicted. So you're Ron DeSantis on a debate stage with Trump a year from now, and Trump's been indicted. What are you gonna say, that the indictment was unfair? Uh, Are you gonna say Trump deserved to be indicted? You can't say that, because the base doesn't want to hear it. So DeSantis would have to scream the deep state. It's a really tough place to be in.
0: So you're saying the only answer for DeSantis is, go along with it, with everything that Trump is saying. By the way, then that means he was right not to criticize the Fuentes Kanye West dinner, right? Because you don't want to upset the base. Yes. Right? And, oh, I can't believe they indicted poor Trump. But guys, I, as much as I would love to, but this guy just can't win. And he's now proven that a couple of times. And so uh, I, I'm better at owning the libs. Let me own them better. And, and that's that's your only way to do that, a Luke Skywalker-like uh, laser shot in the middle of the Death Star?
2: Yeah, because think about this, Cenk. You're on a debate stage with Trump in a year, and Trump says again the 2020 election was stolen. What does Ron DeSantis say on that debate stage? He cannot say, no, it wasn't stolen, President Trump. Joe Biden won fair and square. If, if Ron DeSantis said that, he could never win a Republican primary. So he's got to echo Trump and say, I love the guy, I believed in him, uh, but we Republicans have to win.
0: Yeah, and by the way, the, number, the percentage of people who think that Biden did not win the election is not 35% of Republicans, it's 35% of the whole country. Yes. So that means it's o- almost the entirety of the, of, the of the Republican Party. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So- you're right. Uh, the problem is, in a general election, when you say those nutty things, it, it kills you. I mean, we saw that in the yes. midterms. All the nutty election deniers lost, uh, all, well, so all the big candidates that were uh, election deniers lost, And but you have to. Otherwise, the, the Republican voters will, will throw you overboard. So the- Jane, can- I, I- yeah, I still think,
2: I still doubt whether DeSantis or anybody of consequence will challenge Trump. It's too late. He's the monster they created. Uh, this this would be a huge risk to DeSantis's career to try to take him on. Uh, he, he's got the party by the you know what, and I think they're gonna have to wait it out for him to lose one more time.
0: So you think, do you think it's better than 50% chance that DeSantis doesn't even run?
2: Yeah, I think it's better than 50 that Trump faces no major opposition in a primary.
0: So, but Joe, won't DeSantis seem like an absolute coward if he doesn't run?
2: Uh, he's got enough money to, to dispel that. Uh, he's only 44 years old. Uh, he knows he could still be king of the hill in 28 and trump is done it's it's a real difficult to, if you can't defeat the king your career is over as a republican
0: wow uh one last thing uh give me a percentage chance that trump wins the republican primary
2: um before I do, I just want to do what I always do with you, which is to thank you, son of a gun, for being a courageous voice and always speaking truth to power, no matter who you offend. There, I said it. I think there's a ninety two percent chance Donald Trump is the Republican primary. is the Republican nominee in twenty four.
0: Wow, ninety two percent. okay, I, I could at, be wrong. i I have it at around fifty five percent because every Whoa. single person in the Republican establishment, is against them, and they're more united than they ever were, and the donors are against them, and that's very relevant. Um, But still, I have him as the favorite. You have him at 92%. Amazing. All right, everybody check out White Flag with Joe Walsh. Joe, thanks for joining us, and thanks for the kind words. Appreciate
2: it. Thanks, brother.